0: Welcome to the Global Venturing Review Podcast. My name's James Morrison, founder and editor-in-chief of our Global Corporate Venturing, Global University Venturing and Global Impact Venturing publications. Great pleasure to be back here once again. Uh, Thierry Hedis has taken a well-deserved break this week, so it will just be me. But I uh, wanted to start off with a quick note to say that we've begun asking for nominations to the shortlist for our third annual Global Corporate Venturing Rise in Stars and Emergent Leaders Awards. She will be presented at a private invite-only dinner on the twenty eighth of January at the Monterey Aquarium in California. For this year's awards, there are two categories open for your nomination Rising Stars, those people with less than five years experience in the industry who have started to make a name for themselves and C V C unit in industry for their deal sourcing and or investment skills, and are on the fast track to seniority and or the emerging leaders with more than five years experience, who could be an air apparent in the CVC unit and are the glue in the unit. Our research covers the top two and a half thousand corporate venturing units and about 20,000 industry professionals. So please give us feedback by the end of October to help. And I'll also ask those to help complete the annual survey on SurveyMonkey of the industry in association with our global venture capital trade body partners, including the USA's National Venture Capital Association, Japan's Japan Venture Capital Association and Brazil's ABVCAP which will provide context for selection. And on to people moves that we've covered in the past week. After 22 years at Eli Lilly, a US drugs company, that have included laying the groundwork for its corporate venturing activities, Senior Vice President of Corporate Business Development, Darren Carroll, is retiring. Over at a pier, Johnson & Johnson has uh, seen Rene Ryan and Marianne Tabaka moved on from the corporate venturing vehicle for roles at Kayla Health and Bayer, respectively. SE Ventures has sealed two more hires, in Grant Allen and Varun-Jane, both previously recognised by GCV's Rising Stars and Power List Awards, have been snapped up by Schneider Electric's new $565 million corporate venture fund. David Hayes, meanwhile, has been promoted to Chief Investment Officer at BP's Ventures over in the US and Head of Americas. Darren Goodman has joined Stryber via Metro. And Parkman has strolled into the Samsung Catalyst as the team expands. Earlier in the year they hired Scott Levine uh, from what used to be Time Warner. And Marcus Löberman has left Altana for DP Polar and Takeda, another Japanese pharma company in this case, has found Bruce Meadows hire in order to expand its hatch digital health program, which is a complementary unit to the Takeda Venture Investments team run by Mike Martin. So a good few moves and obviously as uh, as we sort of chatter away to more people and we come out of out of the summer doldrums into the autumn I'm sure we'll see a few more over the next few weeks as well. On the deal side we've seen quite a few big deals this past week. Sumitomo Dainippon Pharma is acquiring a stake in medical company builder at Royvant. That will be at least 10% as part of a $3 billion deal that will involve it also taking Royvant's stake in five subsidiary. Royvant had previously received upwards of $1.4 billion from investors including SoftBank Vision Fund and Dexon and raised its last funding at a $7 billion valuation in November last year. And despite being responsible for Unicorns, DraftKings and FanDuel, Daily Fantasy Sports has run into a string of regulatory issues in the US. But India-based Dream 11 seems to be faring better, surpassing $1 billion of transactions in its last year of operation and is reportedly in talks with Investors, including SoftBank Vision Fund and Nasdaq ventures, to raise up to $500 million in new funding. Could be expected to value Dream Eleven at as much as $2.5 billion, a big leap from $700 million valuation's last fund around a year ago. E-cigarette brand Jewel, meanwhile, has disclosed $325 million of convertible debt financing last month, and a subsequent securities finance indicated the size of the round is now $785 million. Currently unclear who the 14 investors are supplied supply the capital they may well include Altria, the tobacco provider, and invested a whopping $12.8 billion late last year in order to buy more than a third of the company. Hydrogen electric truck developer Nicola Corporation has raised $250 million in cash and services from industrial equipment producer and strategic investor CNH Industrial for a Series D round that aims to close at more than $1 billion. Round values Nicola at $3 billion pre-money, and while there's no word of additional investors yet, so existing backers include fellow corporates Nell Hydrogen and Wabco. And with all the fuss surrounding Uber and its peers, it can be easy to forget that before ride-hailing was a thing, car sharing was viewed as the future of transport. Getaround is still ploughing that furrow and is pulling in funding, aiming to add $200 million in capital to the $300 million it raised last year. company which counts SoftBank again, Toyota, SAIC, Motor and Cox Automotive amongst ex- investors would be valued at $1.7 billion in the prospective round. Tencent, meanwhile, has provided $120 million in its Series E funding for customer relationship management software provider Jiaoshui. Shui. The company, which is also known as Engage App, had secured more than $40 million in a Tencent-led Series D round in 2017 before reportedly added in nearly $60 million from same investor the following year. It has also worked in tandem with Tencent on a specialist COM product. Nikata Therapeutics has emerged from stealth with $114 million raised in its Series B round, featuring Amgen investors and existing syndicate Novo and SR1. The company, which has received $129 million in total, is developing treatments for cancer that rely on sparking the body's natural killer cells to kill cancerous cells. Plans to now submit a series of investigational new drug applications over the next year or so. Meanwhile, Passage Bio has packed in another. $110 $110 million, Lily Asia Ventures returned to take part in the Series B round led by Access Industries unit Access Biotech that took Passages Bio's funding to $226 million to date. And Yongchain Life has secured $100 million in its Series B round led by Legend Capital. They included Bertelsmann Asia Investments. social commerce platform, a spin-off from travel services provider LY, concentrates on groceries and household goods. Its only investors include Baigurojo and Tencent, in addition to BAI. On Global University Venture, meanwhile, we've seen Ginger jump to a $35 million series C round The MIT Media Lab spin-out Ginger has raised $35 million as it looks to develop its mental and emotional health support app. Meanwhile, Achilles Therapeutics has accessed $120 million. The UCL and Francis Crick-founded Achilles, in the UK, has raised the Series B funding reported 228 million valuation and now i'll look to advance his lung cancer and melanoma treatments and we've seen alex stockman the communications manager at impart look for global university venturing at the challenges surrounding international collaboration it's been a busy old week for deals i think in particular we've seen a bit of controversy in terms of some of the investment rates and there's a bit of nervousness about some of the ipos and on ipos obviously we work is the the big one coming down, and people are not sure on the valuation of whether it will be a down round as a as an IPO for SoftBank. This could be the second in a row, given that um, Uber, you know, had a you know highly publicised IPO a few months ago, and is now trading about nearly a quarter below its IPO price. And I think, uh, given that SoftBank's invested about 10 billion or so in We Company, which owns WeWork, this could be one that uh, that really sort of causes a few more question marks about. SoftBank's model and whether, uh, whether we could actually see um, SoftBank get away with its second fund. So a lot riding on this uh, that company. But on the exits, we have seen some some cash runs. Vertex Pharmaceuticals has agreed to buy diabetes treatment developer Sema Therapeutics in a $950 million all cash deal. That will enable Medtronic, Novartis and Sinopharm to exit. All three took part in Sema's $114 million series, B round two years ago. Company haven't raised at least $158 million in total. Stem cell research has been long been touted as a possible next step forward in medicine, but it's yet to make a firm mark in the startup scene. It's a sign that this might change. And other sort of cash purchases we've seen data management software provider Convoltis set to pay $225 million to acquire Hedfeg, a software defined storage technology producer backed by Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Hedvig had raised $52 million since being founded in 2012, most recently receiving $21.5 million in an early 2017 round. The deal follows HPE's exit from barefoot networks in an acquisition by Intel in June. Meanwhile, Cabbage has pinpointed Radius for an acquisition. Cabbage is set to buy the data analytics platform developer Radius, which raised at least $137 million from investors including Comcast, American Express, Salesforce and BBVA. Meanwhile, on the IPO fronts, uh, the sort of focus has been on WeWork, but Vila Bio has filed for a hundred and fifty million dollar initial public offering less than two years after being spun off by AstraZeneca. Corporate is still the largest shareholder in autoimmune disease drug developer Viela, have invested $142 million last year and holds its stake sized above 38%. Viela has raised almost $390 million in funding according to the IPO, and Wuji Aptech backed. Six Dimensions Capital is also set to score an exit through the offer. Meanwhile, Veer is veering towards the public markets. So the drug developer has raised nearly $330 million earlier this year, according to IPO filing, with $110 million being supplied by SoftBank Vision Fund. So hopefully that will be one in the black for SoftBank. Investors in cloud security software provider Druva may be heading towards a different kind of exit as news emerged that the company plans to begin prepping an initial public offering over the course of the year. Raised nearly $330 million from backers including NTT and the offering will be interesting to mark a relatively rare IPO exit for an India-founded company. Though as Druva is now headquartered in the US, perhaps it's more a case of the exception proving the rule. Meanwhile, another company that's looking to move its, uh, its, uh, its IPO would be Uhuru, which is pursuing a $50 million London IPO, the uh, Japan-based Internet of Things orchestration software provider, which has been backed by SoftBank, NEC, Salesforce, Mitsui, NGK, and Dentsu, is reportedly seeking a value higher than $270 million in the IPO. And on funds, we've seen a couple. Taiwan Life is tied $50 million to the BVP Century Fund, which is managed by Bessemer Venture Partners. And DG Daiwa Ventures, the joint investment venture set up by the internet company Digital Garage and brokerage Daiwa Security, has formed a new fund called DG Lab Fund 2, with a seeking to close at 188 million. We reached a halfway point last month and has secured KDDI, Kakao, Sompul Japan, and Sumitomo Mitsui Trust as limited partners. We'll be over in Tokyo and Japan for our Asia Congress in October, but before that, Week before we're in New York for the GCV Synergize conference in New York, and we'll have academies at both of those locations before heading to Brazil. So it's going to be a busy six or so weeks, um, and then we head to Houston in the end. So do check out where we'll be and do join the academy and the conferences as you can. And obviously, don't hesitate to uh, get in touch with your nominations for the Rising Stars Emerging Lead, and we hope to get your insights through the survey. Busy start to the autumn or fall season, depending where you are in the world. Have a good week. Bye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.